The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, it's the new year and time to get to the business of keeping that healthy weight loss resolution. We're going to discuss ways you can lose that weight and keep it off permanently. You don't want to miss these great tips on today's show. Plus, later we'll find out what's happening around town and what's new at Mother's Market. First up, it's time to listen up so you can slim down. And we're pleased to welcome back Dr. Susan Smith-Jones. Dr. Susan is an educator extraordinaire. And Dr. Susan is one of the world's foremost experts on using natural remedies, living a balanced life, looking years younger, shedding extra weight, and creating a high-level success and happiness. And we welcome her back to the Mother's Market Radio Show. Susan, how are you? Hi, Kim. I'm, I'm doing great. So happy to talk about this important topic today. Well, we're happy to have you. Why don't you fill in our audience a little bit on your mission and your work before we get to the show's topic? Well, my mission and goal is to educate as many people as possible on how to live a healthy, balanced life and to live closer to nature, you know, to look to nature's foods and herbs and spices and also healthy lifestyle choices so that one can be uh, living a vibrantly healthy life in body, mind, and spirit. Wonderful. Well, we're all ears. Today we're discussing permanent weight loss, and it's certainly possible. Everyone knows someone who's accomplished a long-term goal and maintained significant weight loss for 5, 10, 15 years or more. And you can be a success story, too, simply by using some of these simple techniques detailed in Susan's two new books, The Joy Factor and Walking on Air, both available at Mother's Market. And we want to discuss her top 10 power strategies for the lifestyle change to achieve permanent weight loss. Now, I guess the first, the first question is changing your color palette. Yeah, that that's the first strategy. You want to ditch the white stuff, Kim, Mm -hmm. all those foods made with white sugar, white flour, like pasta, sugars, cakes, pies, muffins, and donuts, because they're bound to add pounds to your waistline and to add little or nothing to your nutrition. And that's because these white foods have a high glycemic index, meaning they raise your blood sugar rapidly, only to have it crash and burn, causing you to crave more sweets and fattening white stuff hours later. You really do want to avoid that white sugar. This means you've got to read labels on everything you buy because it's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. And the average American consumes two to three pounds of sugar a week. Oh, my God. Now, I know you and I don't even consume the white sugar, so you think other people are consuming even more than that. But you've got to look for it in hidden places Mm. and unexpected places like bread, mayonnaise, ketchup, spaghetti sauce, and virtually all frozen meals. So try to avoid it at all costs. Uh, And then... Keep in mind that most commercial baked goods have three strikes against them. They're made from white flours with added sugars and often lethal trans fats. And when you eat these processed foods, it creates a roller coaster effect where the blood sugar level goes up and it goes down, creates more cortisol in your body, the stress hormone, causes you to gain weight. You want to keep your blood sugar level and your waist trim. And to do that, you want to aim to eat a rainbow of fruits and vegetables every day. See, load up on common colorful foods like 
tomatoes, oranges, blueberries, spinach, beans, squash. I'm getting hungry, Kim. Mm, I am too. It sounds great. Apples, berries, egg, you know, and even maybe the more unusual ones. Maybe for you, maybe that's kale and kiwi, eggplants, pomegranates, rutabagas, apricots, you know, and even healthy foods that have fat in them like avocados. Mm -hmm. But there is an exception to the avoid the white foods rule, and that is you want to eat plenty of cauliflower, Mm -hmm. onions, and garlic. These are all loaded with antioxidants and promote health and prevent disease. Mm, You may be so hungry, I almost lost my train of thought there. (laughs) The other, um, drink lots of water. We talked about that in our former show, but let's go over the rules of water. Yeah, for sure. You want to drink about eight, eight eight-ounce glasses of water a day because you want to keep your body hydrated. Most of the time when people think they're hungry, they're really thirsty. So when you think you're hungry for a meal or a snack, have a big glass of water and wait 10 to 15 minutes and then see afterwards if you're still hungry. Most Americans drink hundreds of calories each day in nutritionally empty caloric beverages, especially soda and fruit juice. And the problem with drinking your calories is that they go down so quickly, you don't even know that they count. And before you know it, you've added hundreds of calories to your daily total without satisfying any of your hunger. So your drink of choice should really be water. Grab a bottle of water and make that your beverage that you have throughout the day. Keep in mind, too, that you lose about a pint of water through perspiration, even though it's not hot at night, every night when you sleep. And you also lose water every day through the breathing process, through sweat, through urine, through bowel movements. And most of the experts agree that you need about eight, eight eight-ounce glasses of water a day. And make sure that you have the water in between your meals rather than with a meal so you don't dilute your digestive enzymes. And drinking enough water will flush out the toxins. It helps you to feel full, especially if you have a big glass of water. About 15 to 20 minutes before a meal, you'll find that you probably won't eat as much. And keep in mind, too, that the water helps your liver to stay focused on one of its main missions, which is to metabolize fat. Another function of the liver is to pick up the slack for the kidneys, Uh, which means that your kidneys will then function properly. So if your kidneys are underperforming because of dehydration, the liver is forced to do their work and put fat metabolism function in the background. Mm. Now, if you say to me, well, what happens if I drink lots of coffee and caffeinated tea? Those don't count towards the water um, tally because that causes your body to become dehydrated. Fruits and vegetables and soups and decaffeinated tea can count towards that water tally. Very good. And again, great information there. Let's talk a little bit about working out and lifting weights and burning it off with uh, cardio exercise. Yeah, now this is one of my favorites. You know that I taught fitness to students, staff, and faculty at UCLA for over 30 years. Mm. And weights not only tone you up and help make it easier for you to slip into your favorite jeans, mm-hmm. but weights also help you build muscle, which then in, in 
after after you build the muscle burns more calories at rest than fat does so in other words after 12 hours after a weightlifting or a strength training session you'll be burning more calories as you sit walk and go about your day making your beautiful body engine more efficient and easier for you to maintain your weight uh, this is so important anybody that wants to lose weight never forget this that if you can add 10 extra pounds of muscle on your body through a weight training program, you will then burn 500, approximately 500 more calories every day. In other words, you want to burn 500 calories extra a day, you add 10 extra pounds of muscle to your body and watch the fat melt away. And the way you add the extra lean muscle tissue to your body is by doing some weight training or strength training sessions a few times throughout the week. If you work out two times a week in a gym or with weights at home, it will take about six months to add on 10 extra pounds of muscle. If you lift weights three to four times a week, it might take you four months. But how wonderful is that? Mm. In, In less than a half a year, you can add... 10 extra pounds of muscle onto your body, and that will burn almost 500 extra calories a day, which means it's easier to lose weight, or you could eat 500 more calories in food. Mm-hmm. That's, again, great advice there. Uh, and that goes off along with the lifting weights, burning it off with the cardio as well, building that muscle and yeah. working out. Now, now, lifting weights is what adds the lean muscle tissue to your body. But when you do the cardiovascular workouts, like brisk walking and cycling, swimming, hiking, cross-country skiing, that helps to burn the fat out of the cells in your body and the extra fat you've deposited on your body. Uh, And the good news is that you can do what you like. Obviously, if you don't know how to swim or don't like to be in the water, you wouldn't choose that as your cardio workout. But the most underrated of all activities is probably walking. Mm -hmm. You know, I heard someone say once that you want to walk your dog every day, whether you have a dog or not. Mm -hmm. And you can always walk. You can always take the escalator. You can always take stairs uh, rather than the elevator. So find ways to walk more. But the key point to remember is this. You want to raise your heart rate for 30 minutes three to five times a week in order to truly benefit from the cardio exercise program. So it's important to to do both the weight training and the cardio workout. And if someone says to me, well, Susan, I don't have blocks of 30 minutes or 45 or an hour, what can I do? And I say, well, do 10 minutes in the morning, 10 at lunch, and, and 10 minutes when you get home. Now, ideally, if you have extra weight to lose, you want to do it at once because when you get to about 30 minutes, that's when your body starts using the fat in your body as the fuel source rather than using your previous two or three meals. So you want to work up to at least 30 minutes, up to an hour if possible, um, three to five times a week. But when you're starting off, of course, you also want to go slowly. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe say I'll do 10 minutes and then the next day 11, the next day 12, and then build up to at least 30 minutes, three to five times a week. Excellent. Switching gears a little bit, um, let's talk a little bit about eating at home and watching your portions of your food intake. 
Yeah, see, most of the research, Kim, shows that the more often a person dines out, the more body fat he or she has. And most people have what I call portion distortion. They eat (laughs) way too much food. Mm -hmm. And here are some examples of what you can do when you go out so you don't eat so much. You could share a meal. You could order a half portion. You could order an appetizer as the main meal. You could ask for a portion of your meal to be boxed up the moment it's served so you're not tempted to eat more as it's sitting in front of you. And you also want to stop eating before you feel full. Now that's easier said than done. But but because most people have a poor perception of an appropriate portion, I'm going to give you some examples of a correct portion size. One would be meat. A portion of meat should be no larger than a deck of cards. A serving of cheese should be no larger than six dice. A serving of fish should be about the size of a checkbook. Mm. Uh, Not a big uh, legal (laughs) checkbook, a small checkbook. Uh, A serving of vegetables or fruit should be about the size of a baseball. (laughs) A tortilla or a pancake should be no larger than a compact disc. (laughs) A teaspoon of peanut butter should be about the size of the tip of your finger. A baked potato should be no larger than a computer mouse. And a serving of dried fruit or nuts, now remember these are much higher in calories, should should be the size of about a golf ball, not much bigger than that. You know what, that's great advice right there for all of us because, you know, pe- we're gluttonous, it seems. So for us to keep our weight under control, I think people can really relate to that. Uh, we're going to stick with this, uh, and you should too, but hopefully you just heard what Dr. Susan just said with these uh, weight portion distortion. I love that. Very interesting. Great information. Stay with us. We're going to have to take a quick break, but we will be right back. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high-quality, great-tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with her life stages. The first of its kind comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. Welcome back to the Mother's Market Radio Show. And we want to remind you, if you missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for radio and listen to past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with Dr. Susan Smith-Jones. And we're talking about achieving permanent weight loss. So, Susan... Uh, Another grand advice from you is slow it down. People eat way too fast. You know, (laughs) I watch people eat as I travel around the world, and people basically inhale their food. And there's an old joke. You buy a whole pie intending to have one slice, then you sit down with that pie, usually in front of the TV, and before you know it, where'd the whole pie go? Right. Uh Somebody stole it. (laughs) 
Or you've just, uh, what you've done probably is down thousands of calories without even knowing it. And because it takes 20 minutes for your body to get that satiety signal, if you eat fast, if you basically inhale your food, you're consuming more calories than your body needs before you've even had a chance for that that's enough signal to say to you, slow down. So I love these three words, Kim. Savor your food. Mm -hmm. Savor your food. Chew your food carefully. And because we tend to eat too fast, we usually end up eating much more than we need. And remember, again, it takes 20 minutes for the I'm full signal to reach your brain. And you can eat a lot in those 20 minutes. So slow down. I have a novel idea. Set your food down in between bites. Um, save it for next time, or even better yet, share your food with a friend. Mm-hmm. But stop inhaling your food and <laughs> slow down, because the bottom line is most people eat much more food in those 20 minutes than their body even needs. If you slow down and in eat and chew your food well, you're not going to eat as much. Is that typically, I know you travel a lot, but I have a question. Is that kind of an American thing that we inhale our food? It is. I think yeah, so too. it is. Yeah. yeah. People rushing around all mm-hmm. the time. When I go to England or Italy or France, people take time. Right. They do savor Enjoy their food. The conversation. And, That's right. right. Uh, okay, some more advice. Stoke metabolism with grazing. Yeah. Now, instead of eating one or two larger meals during the day, you want to eat five to six, maybe five relatively small meals about three hours apart. Because that stokes your metabolism. Mm. It's like putting kindling on a fire. And it helps balance the blood sugar and prevents overeating due to excessive hunger. This is called grazing. Mm. And I just read a study not long ago, a British study done at the University of Nottingham. And they found that obese women who ate regular meals at roughly the same time every day consumed fewer total calories, metabolized calories better, lowered blood cholesterol levels, and showed improvement in the insulin production compared to when they ate irregular meals. So grazing is a very effective tool, eating smaller meals more frequently throughout the day to help you lose weight. Uh, However, and this is a big however, Kim, it's essential that you're very careful not to overeat if you're eating many small meals during the day. And the operative term is small. Mm-hmm. And to give you an idea, you know, for example, you know, don't you, that one pound equals 3,500 calories. Mm, okay. So let's say that you eat 1,500 calories a day. You should divide your five meals into 300 calorie increments. And I'm going to give, and yet, yes, you could have a couple of those small mini meals be 150 to 200 calories so you could eat a little bit larger dinner but let me give you some suggestions for what 300 calorie mini meals would be a poached egg with a slice of whole grain toast and a small orange or a banana with a tablespoon of peanut butter or almond butter That's 300 calories right there another one would be spinach salad loaded with veggies and light dressing. Another example would be three ounces of a turkey breast, a slice of whole grain bread, so in other words, an open face sandwich, a cup of tomato soup. Mm. You could do four ounces of grilled chicken, one half cup of brown, cooked brown rice, one and a half cups of steamed vegetables, 
or if you like pasta, two ounces of whole wheat pasta dry. You know, but that's how you do it before you cook it. One half cup tomato sauce, one half cup frozen spinach, one half cup cooked beans. Uh, so you see from that is you say these mini meals of 300 calories you want to make sure you don't have five to six large meals throughout the day they need to be smaller meals to keep your metabolism stoked Hmm. boy again you're making me hungry with those meal suggestions but again you think about that 300 calories great don't eat under stress that's always a good uh, piece of advice don't eat under stress all right, definitely. I mean, and, and actually, who's not under stress these days? Mm-hmm. But you don't want the big stress to be during the meal because it prevents you from digesting your foods as well. Stress eating is a major factor in the obesity epidemic. And not only do we eat in some misguided desire to fill up our emptiness or calm the jitters we mistake for hunger pains, but we also eat in response to our natural fluctuations of the stress hormone called cortisol and in our level of blood sugar. And I don't know how many times you've probably found yourself craving sugar at 4 (laughs) p.m. or you want a bedtime snack of ice cream or potato chips. Mine's ice cream, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) but chronic stress elevates the blood levels of cortisol and this increases cravings for fattening sweet and salty foods so you want to make sure that you keep your stress levels under your control and again on my website susansmithjones.com there's lots of guidance on how to keep stress levels down and what stress does to your body Mm -hmm. okay good sleep it off this might be somewhere where i'm going to really tune into this one Well, sleep absolutely plays a major role in glucose metabolism and neuroendocrine function. And all the studies show that getting a good night's sleep is critical in terms of losing weight. In a study I read about three months ago, it involved 70,000 women. So this is a good-sized study. And the researchers found that women who slept five hours per night were 32% more likely to experience a major weight gain, usually of about 33 pounds or more, and 15% were more likely to become obese. So it's important to get as much sleep as possible. Uh, And this, by the way, was a 16-year study. Mm. Uh, And and that compared, you know, five hours per night for the women compared, uh, compared them to getting seven hours of sleep at night. So you want to shoot for a solid seven to eight hours of sleep at night. And over nine hours actually can cause you to gain weight. So you Mm. want between seven and eight to eight and a half hours of sleep. So sleeping does affect a person's basal metabolic rate. That's the number of calories you burn when you're at rest. So make sure you make sleep non-negotiable habit, good mm-hmm. sleep, if you want to lose weight. I love it. All right, and uh, one of the last questions that we're interested in talking to you about, of course, that support weight loss, is what nutritional supplements would you recommend? Well, top on the list, I would say Hawaiian Spirulina Pacifica. And I did a clinical study looking at over 100 men and women And they added each day, and this was over three months, 90 days, they added either one teaspoon of the powdered spirulina 
or the equivalency in tablets, which is five tablets. The bottom line is you want to get 3,000 milligrams a day. And they did nothing else in their schedule, their lifestyle, except I had them just walk when they could during the day. Even if they didn't go to a track or the gym to walk, you know, maybe they, they walked, they parked at the far end of the parking lot when they did their errands. And everybody across the board, Kim, lost one to three pounds weekly hmm. by just adding a teaspoon of the spirulina or the equivalency in five tablets. So you can learn more about the Hawaiian Spirulina Pacifica on my website, susansmithjones.com, and why I'd never go a day without it. But you also want to take the, uh, it's called Hawaiian Bioastin Astaxanthin. It's one of, Astaxanthin is the world's most powerful antioxidant. But studies also show how it helps to give you energy. It helps you to recover more quickly after you do work out. It helps your heart. It protects your skin from the sun. It absolutely helps to prevent and reduce wrinkles on your face. Um, it's excellent to, to reduce joint pain. Uh, it's excellent for your brain and your eyes. Uh, and I recommend taking 12 milligrams a day. Both of these products, the Hawaiian spirulina and the Hawaiian astaxanthin, are made by the Nutrex Hawaii Company. They're on the Kona Coast of Hawaii. And those are two supplements that I would never be without. Mm. Well, it sounds like the miracle supplement, and it sounds wonderful for everything you just described. And this has been so interesting. Um, all of your advice has been wonderful. Uh, Susan, thank you so much for your time, and we look forward to having you on again. I can't wait to read your new book and uh, get onto your website to learn so much more. Your website, susansmithjones.com, uh, and you should stop by and, and read that, too. We look forward to having you on for our next visit. Thank you. I look forward to that, too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market Radio Show and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.